Welcome to Beyond the Box podcast. The mission of Fairway Cares is to send hope, courage, strength, and love to those facing critical illness, loss of a loved one, or sustained physical trauma through care packages. May you be inspired through these stories as we journey beyond the box. I'm your host, Sherry Anderson, CEO of Fairway Cares, and today my guest is Christina Poltrak. She moved to the U.S. from Germany 17 years ago. She lives with her husband and chubby diabetic kitty cat. She describes herself as a live life to the fullest person. She loves to work out, do yoga, meditate, learn about body wellness. She sings, she plays piano, she writes, she paints, and she is a cancer survivor. Welcome, Christina. Good morning, and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my message with people, and I am looking forward to our conversation. Well, it's great, and you know, I love how you described yourself, live life to the fullest with all those things that you like to do, and the other thing I know you enjoy is looking for new things, so or learning new things, so it's just beautiful to uh, have a chance to visit with you. How long have you been with Fairway, Christina? So I've been with Fairway. We started, ha, huh, the year COVID started in 2020, June of 2020. So a little over three years. Okay. And prior to that, you, um, you were not part of the mortgage industry initially. What did you do prior to mortgages? Um, so I was still with real estate, but in a different shape and form. I worked for a company that purchased foreclosed properties nationwide and sold them, you know, and I did the closings. My current boss, Corey Anglin, he was looking for someone and I was looking for a job because I hit the ceiling at my previous job. There was no more room for growth and um, I can't be stuck. I, you know, live life to the fullest, right? I need to keep exploring and learning new things. So it was a great match. And I started with Corey as you know, just climbing the ladder. And uh, right now I am a loan processor and I started processing with Fairway, actually. Fairway trained me. Well, we're so glad you're here. And we were visiting and um, you had shared your cancer journey and you have a little bit of a different perspective that a lot of people, well, we don't hear about, right? Either people aren't willing to share or maybe they hadn't really come to a realization Um, that kind of was you until recently. So can you just kind of share a little bit about your diagnosis and your journey? Sure, happily. So I realized speaking with other cancer survivors that we keep this information almost amongst each other and realized that no one really talks what we went through with their family members and friends. And so I was diagnosed last year, three days after my birthday. I had my first mammogram and something that looked like, oh, it doesn't look anything like anything serious, but I do want you to get it removed, was biopsied, and turns out it's cancer. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let's do this. And the entire time going through it between being tested and poked and probed and to a point where I was wishing for the surgery day to finally come. Um, I think one of the toughest things was all these appointments, waiting for results, doing the, you know, the BRCA gene test. That's a test that determines if you have the breast cancer gene. 
um, all these results and being tested and probed and poked and MRIs and this is going in and magnetic seed implant in the location of the uh, breast got you to a point where you almost want to give up. Hmm. That was one of the toughest things. And finally, the day of the surgery comes and you go through the surgery. Okay, survive that. Great. The next stage comes, um, you know, once you recover, then comes the treatment, whether it's radiation or chemo, all that. And the entire time you're on this survival mode. You don't think about how you feel because you know yourself. You have to be strong. You have to have this uh, mindset of a warrior. I need to get through this. I have no time to be weak. And on top of that, I'm sorry. <laughs> on top of that, there is this expectation from friends and family, and they they mean well. I understand that. Everyone says you're such a strong person. You got this. But I don't want to be a strong person. I want to break down. You know, mm. there are times when. I freaking just want to curl up and cry. But I almost don't want to disappoint people who have faith in me, who trust me, and I have to stay strong not only for myself to fight this, but also for people who basically look up to me. Because God forbid, what if, you know, down the line, someone that I know gets the same diagnosis? I have to set an example. This person looked up to me and said, you're such a strong person, so I have to be strong. And we close ourselves off, not only because we want to show strength, but also you're kind of thinking, even if I do talk to them, they don't understand what I'm going through. So what I would like to, you know, the message I would like to send out, ask your friends or family, how are you feeling? I know I won't understand what you're going through. I understand it. But just unload you know, let me take the burden off of you. Just talk to me. You're human and allow yourself to be weak once in a while. Don't break down and stay broken down. But just for now, just let the steam out, you know, because it's needed. I think people are almost afraid to ask because they don't want to open a can of worms or I don't know. But I had a huge support system between friends, family, nurses. Everyone was so wonderful. And yet I felt alone. So I think it's important to just ask, make them talk. You know, that's such a good message because I think you're right. You said several things. They mean very well. They're afraid to ask. They don't know what to ask. They don't know how to ask. The expectations from family and friends that were well-meaning, you know, put you in a a place of, you know, feeling kind of that pressure to be strong. If you, you know, now you have suggested that people, you know, go ahead and ask, what would have been most helpful, not only for them to ask, but for them sometimes, you know, to come along, people will say, hey, what can I do for you? And when you're walking through it, sometimes you don't even know what you need or what you want. Is there anything that you can think of that somebody could just do for you without, you know, just yeah. without asking, well, what do you? Right. Definitely 
make them talk, even if they don't feel like, I mean, gently, you know, some people, you know, don't want to, but just let them know that if you need to talk, I'm here for you. Whether I understand what you're going through or not, just unload on me. Um, cook, make, make them dinners. Give them gift cards to restaurants. It's exhausting. Radiation is exhausting. Oh, my God. For a month straight, I went through. It's like walking in molasses, walking underwater. It's just you're in a cloud the entire day. My radiation was first thing in the morning. And then I would drive to work. And now I wonder, why? Why did I do that? Because Corey was telling me, KP, stay at home. Like, work from home. Take breaks. I'm like, no, I got this. I'm fine. And in retrospect, why? Why did I do that? <laughs> like, how did I drive? And then weekend comes where I don't have radiation and I see the world through a completely new lens. Everything is crystal clear. And I remember saying to my husband, oh, my God, this world is so beautiful. Those days when I didn't have radiation, make them dinners, give them gift cards, just give them an opportunity that they don't have to cook. The less the patient has to do and physically rest helps. Go to the appointments with them. They'll tell you, I don't need to. Guess what? They don't know what they're walking into. If it's just a consultation, yeah, it's fine. It's just a consultation. I personally didn't really need anyone with me for consultations, but there were two appointments where I had procedures done. One was the biopsy and the other one was magnetic seed implant. One of the worst experiences of my life, honestly. And I told my husband, no, I'm fine. I don't need anyone. And then I was sitting in the car afterwards and crying. And I wish that someone was with me in the car and holding my hand or hugging me. Not my husband's fault. I was the one who said, I don't need you. Right. But I was grateful that he had a feeling in his heart while I was driving and crying. He called me and said, hey, are you OK? I felt like I have to call you. And at least that was great because I did have someone to just vent to. But we don't know what we're going into when we go to this appointment. So go with them, whether they want it or not. Just go with them. Don't even ask. Go with them. That's really huge advice. You know, we, I, f I feel like this industry creates very stoic people, you know, right. and you're very ambitious. You know, you came to the United States 17 years ago from Germany. I'm sure there was a lot of new adventures to embrace and you had to, you know, you had to figure things out. And um, I think the this this industry kind of draws those people that tend to be a little bit more you know, those strong personalities that feel like they have to do it. And I think it's such a great reminder because maybe you, maybe you could have gone through that appointment and maybe you wouldn't have needed somebody there. But for those right. moments where you were feeling lonely, how, how nice it would be to have somebody with you. Right. And it's, it's my own fault. It's my own fault because it's not like, my mother-in-law would offer and my husband would offer, my friend would offer. I was the one who said, no, I got this. It's my battle and I'm going to fight. But I want to share this so that if there are other people who, whether they have it or, you know, people who have someone in their family or a circle of friends, just know that 
Later on, there will be regrets. I didn't have to be the strong. I could have gone through cancer and then go back to being strong. It's a very big war to fight. You know, you are now, did you get the all clear? Are you cancer free at this moment? You know, this week, I think like yesterday or today um, is full circle. One year since I finished my radiation and uh, right now I am all clear. Yes, my scan came clean in um, June. I have my MRI again in November. So for the next five years, I am on high watch. Twice a year, I will have um, mammogram and MRI each year. So my first year so far, knock on wood, we're clear. But even though we're clear, frankly, it's never clear because we are high risk. That's it. It can always come back. You think you're done. You're never done. There's always this fear in your heart that it can come back. Now, technically, technically, the probability of me getting it back again is equally as high as any other woman getting cancer for the first time, right? Technically. And yet you feel like a target. Twice a year, you're going to start shaking again right before the test. Is it going to be back? For the rest of your life, you're going to live with that. Are you on any maintenance medication or are you completely done with medications? So I opted out. Now, I'm not saying that anyone should. It's everyone's decision. With the type of cancer that I had, it was more beneficial for me not to be on those medications that they, you know, suggest. Even my oncologist agreed with me. Um, Again, the type of, there's so many different breast cancers. Yes, we have this one big breast cancer, but there are various types. In my case, I opted out. Do you have any, um, you know, I, okay, so I'm going to go back to the expectations from family and friends. Um, you at one point, I think when we were talking before, you had kind of reached out, but then you felt like a particular, you know, some of your family members didn't quite understand, which kind of caused you to shut down. When that happens, what would you recommend for somebody going through that? Um, open communications, just let the person know that, you know, when I talk to you, it's already hard enough for me to talk to you. So I need you to just listen. You don't always have to say something back. Just listen or just hold me. I understand that you don't know what you're going, what I'm going through. I get that. But sometimes it helps me to just pardon my French bitch and moan. I need that. I had one situation where post-radiation doesn't happen with everyone. Happened to me where I had complications. I had a scar tissue build up on my side. And it got so bad that I couldn't lift my purse. Like, that's how bad it was. Like a regular, simple, everyday purse, I couldn't lift it. And when the pain started, and I'm very in sync with my body, I... You know, I know when something's not right. I don't need to go to the doctor. I can tell something's not right. I had a conversation, um, you know, saying that something's not right. So I think it's radiation did something in my body. And the response was, maybe it's just in your head. Maybe you're just scared. 
And comments like that make you want to, you know, not talk about your feelings anymore because you're being shut down. It wasn't meant bad. I know that. It it didn't Mm -hmm. come from a bad place. But there is such thing as itis that every breast cancer survivor will tell you about, that everything that hurts after breast cancer, you're panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew, I, I knew it was, it was nidus. I knew it was something wasn't right in my body. And, you know, I work out a lot. So the question was, maybe it's just your muscles being sore after working out. No, I know something's wrong. Six months to follow, I had pain in my side. I couldn't do typical things that I did before. Um, and I had to do physical therapy for maybe two months every day. Physical therapy and massage and break the scar tissue. So don't dismiss someone's feelings. Listen. You know, I think that's so beautiful because the message of listening, I think so often we feel like we have to have the right thing to say. And sometimes there's so much power just to sit with somebody, hold their hand and just be with them. Um, So maybe you all can practice that a little bit more. Be mindful of, you know, taking and maybe taking more time to be mindful of what that person is walking through. Christina, your message is so important. And I, I just really appreciate your willingness, your vulnerability to share and to get this message out. It's, it's just so important, um, not only for those walking through the journey, but those that want to be the best support for a loved one, for a friend walking through that journey. Do you have any final, final comments? Yes. So the reason I finally came clear because throughout the entire year that I went through, I didn't talk about it. I didn't share my feelings. And I realized that um, once everything is said and done, once we physically heal, we start realizing like, oh man, I am mentally messed up. And the reason I'm sharing this with you now, this is part of my healing, my journey to get back to where I was before this whole experience, just to cleanse myself, get it all out. You know, my mom doesn't even know I had cancer and I will never tell her. She's in another country, so I can get away with that. Um, But at least doing this, sharing with people who listen It's my journey to heal myself because we are holding on to so many emotions. It's all bottled up. Um, Find a way to release these emotions because once the physical part heals, there's a whole another level of healing the emotional part. They, you know, the hospitals offer therapy and all kinds of other wellness uh, acupuncture massages and therapies take advantage of these things. I didn't, but take advantage of this. You think you're fine now, you're not going to be once you heal physically. So, thank you for you know giving me the opportunity to clear my soul and you know heal myself through talking about it um, and. I, I can feel that I am, you know, coming out on the other side. I am feeling much better. And I wish everyone who has gone through this or is going through this, stay strong and 
it's going to end. Everything eventually ends. So will this. And any questions, any support anyone needs, please do share my information. I will happily talk to everyone. Well, right now is a great time. Do you want to share your email in the event that somebody wants to touch base with you? Yes. So it's my full name, Christina Poltrek, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-P-O-L-T-R-A-C-K at gmail.com. And Christina, thank you so much for, like I said, sharing this very, very important message. And I want to thank our listeners for listening to the end. If you know someone who has been impacted by critical illness, loss of a loved one, or has sustained physical trauma, and you'd like to help brighten their day, please contact us at fairwaycares.org to request a care package. And if any Fairway teammates are out there and they want some, they would like to be a Fairway Cares champion, you can reach out to myself, sherry.anderson at fairwaymc.com.